Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We welcome in now... Justin Bradford, author of The Making of Smashville, award-winning host, editor-in-chief, Penalty Box Radio as well. Justin, you have to be feeling pretty good today, man. We've been talking about proposed plans after proposals proposals, and proposals. Now we may actually get some hockey back. Yeah, it's been weeks and weeks of rumors or I've heard this or so-and-so has heard this or I've supposedly heard this about a meeting with the Board of Governors and we finally have a plan in place for when they deem it is safe for the NHL to return, but finally having a plan, which is actual concrete information of things that we've been waiting for now for a few weeks to see uh, from the NHL. And I know it's one of those things that our priority has been for the NHL is, hey, let's be the first one, the first team sport, really, to, to come back, uh, aside from baseball, NBA, uh, things of that sort. So it's been really important to them because I feel it's an opportunity as well, getting right into the playoffs. I know the NBA uh, wants to come back as well, and then MLB just trying to find a way to get back to And NASCAR recently uh, just came back. So it's just trying to find those ways. And now we have concrete information of what they want to do to come back, which is that 2014 quote-unquote playoff, and then have those round-robin games for the top teams, play-in games for the teams that are just on the bubble. So it's going to be very interesting, interesting going forward to see how this all plays out as we head towards that potential July 1st date of when training camps could reopen. Yeah, Justin, I'm so sick of talking about proposals and, and plans because I miss just breaking down games, man. I miss coming in here and talking baseball, asking why Craig Council used Josh Hader in the eighth and didn't close the game with him. So what, let's start there. No more regular season going j- right into the playoffs, 24 teams rather than the traditional 16. What are your thoughts on that? So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm okay with this because they've even said now they can have up to two exhibition games or, you know, glorified scrimmages mm-hmm. getting into it, and then that'll lead right into these playing games, the, the best-of-five series for the rest of the teams, and the top four teams will basically play round-robin games for seeding purposes. So in terms of the way to plan this out, David Poyle, we just got off the phone with David Poyle, general manager for the Predators, and he said this is probably the best way they could think of it to make it happen. Uh, and I, I tend to agree with that, even if we may not like it. What other way could they have done this to be as fair as possible to all the teams, given that most of these teams were all in different levels of how many games they played, some teams with four games in hand, some teams with two games in hand, and so many things could have switched and, and flipped based on how these games would have went in the regular season. So just by theming it over, going by points percentage, which is the most fair way to do it, you seed it like that and you go forward. And so I, I'm okay with it. It's going to be it's going to be a crapshoot. It's going to be right. interesting. And it's, we're going to talk about this for years to come in history, sports history because it's going to be a very unique scenario, which in a way is good for the NHL because they're doing it in a very unique way. So people will talk about them and can help the league grow and interest come to it because you never know what's going to happen. The amount of capability for upsets could be big as well, which makes for storylines. We all love upsets. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's lots of opportunities here for, for storylines, for people to talk and teams are pretty much on equal footing, whether you like it or not, based on injuries, things like that, people getting healthy again, which is 
well that there may have been a player that may have been deemed out for the whole season, but now if they're starting back in July, they're healthy again if they had surgery maybe in December or January. For instance, Seth Jones with Columbus should be healthy to play, right. which could be a huge, uh, big thing for, for the Columbus Blue Jackets. So all these different things, it's equal putting to restart, but restart right into the playoffs. It's basically like you're playing the video. Well, I'm glad that you brought up the upsets because there's a couple different things that I, I've been bringing up myself here is um, who does this format benefit the most? Because you have the top teams, I've been talking about this with basketball too, that play the regular season the right way, and then you have teams that shouldn't be in the postseason. I look at a team like the Blackhawks, they have a ton of talent, I mean they have a little bit of talent, but they have a goalie in Corey Crawford who if he gets hot, I mean we've seen what he could do in the Stanley Cup Finals before. So they could get hot and win the Stanley Cup Final despite the fact they shouldn't even be in the playoffs. Their season should be over. Uh, So who does this benefit the most? The top teams or you know these middle teams or the garbage teams? Teams that aren't going to make the playoffs, but now they're playing, or you know, now they're looking at their draft pretty much being changed from this. Well, it's a good question, and, and the teams I think it benefits are the ones that on paper were really good, but weren't putting it together necessarily during the season because it's a restart for them. And if anything, I think it helps favor the Predators a little bit too, when and because the Predators on paper, given the talent on the roster, should have been pacing better during the season than they were. They have plenty of players that are very much underperforming all the way through the roster, whether it's forwards, defense, or even goaltending, highly underperforming team. But on paper, they should be a lot better. If anything, this restart could be a good thing mentally for them to prepare for it and whatnot and physically to get in the right shape that they want to be in if they have a two-, three-week training camp and it's a full-on restart there. I think those are the teams that affect a little bit more in a positive way because they can see it and reset their heads mentally because we all know with athletes, I mean, you can have as much talent in the world, but you can still get the yips. Right. And it, it just happens in the mental game of that, too, and they address that almost every game after the loss. They could have been in this game without this one little mental mistake that they made or without taking this penalty. Or when they're playing the Canucks, thank God they're playing the Canucks and going the penalty kill and allowing three or four power play goals against. So a lot of it came down to mental capability during the season for them. So I think those are the teams that I think can benefit the most. Top teams, if they're at the top, they're at the top for a reason most likely. So like the Blues. The, the Bruins, they have a lot of the talent. They're already coming together. I don't think it's going to negatively affect them. If anything, they'd be more upset when a team below them has a chance to beat them. Like, well, we just earned all of this, right. and now a team that's the 11th or 12th seed could come in and sweep us or get rid of us, but that's just the way it's going to be. And that's why Matt Duchesne even said that, is this season going to have an asterisk on it, You know, quote-unquote, or are they going to call it the COVID Cup? Or are other players going to make fun of it for winning because it's just going to be different? It's a different type of season, and the winner's still going to be the winner with Ward of the Stanley Cup, but I think we're all going to look back at this and going, that was just weird. Right, right, exactly. And even if you're not a hockey fan, I feel like I hear this all the time. I don't watch the regular season, but I love the postseason. Hockey just, they get right. it right in the postseason. But that's what I wanted to ask you, you know, and I brought this up a couple times too today. So postseason hockey, you know, I worry, so without fans in attendance, what do you think that product looks like without, you know, in these hub cities, but nobody in the crowd? Is it still playoff hockey? Like, is it still the same? Because I can't sit down when I watch it. You know what I mean? I'm on the edge of my seat, like literally. It's going to be different. And we all know stories from playoff hockey, not just on the ice, but the fan reaction. We saw it with Nashville three years ago with what happened when they were playing the Penguins in the Stanley Cup and what downtown Nashville looked like. Right. And just putting the, the city and the fan base just right at the forefront of how everybody was reacting to it. And it was pretty awesome to see, and we see that. So I think Commissioner Bettman made a point to address that a little bit, that they want the production quality to be different, which is going to be important for them, that it can't just be the regular camera setup 
with an empty arena. They're going to have to change up what they do. Similar to what NASCAR has kind of done, given that there aren't fans and the grandstands there, they've added the drone mm-hmm. camera, which has been pretty unique because usually you're not being able to fly a drone over the yeah. for who knows what could happen with it. But now they're doing it to give a different perspective. So that's what's going to be important for the broadcast quality of these games to add different perspectives, whether it's more cameras on the ice, GoPro set up on all different places, lots of different things to bring a different experience that we'd never get before because maybe a camera could be placed in a certain part of the arena because the fans are there. So maybe they look at that as well. And I'm not saying pipe in noise, but they do say they're going to spend a lot of money and time, find the right way to make the broadcast intriguing and interesting to watching because it's going to have a big audience when it comes back it's going to have an international audience as well and if they have an opportunity to draw more people to the game then that's what they're going to want to take advantage of and there is it's a big opportunity to introduce people to the game because people are just wanting sports right now like we we need something competitive and they're turning on sports that they maybe haven't watched before just to get that feel of human nature of competitiveness that they want out of things and so it's a big opportunity for them. I think they're going to look at different ways of it. They have some pretty good creative minds when it comes to pre- game presentation uh, in the NHL. So I'm very curious and, and interested to see what they come up with to make that exciting. Because, yeah, a typical camera angle and you're showing the game with no fans in the stands and pipes and music, it's not going to have the same effect. Even on TV, you're listening to how the fans are reacting and stuff and judging them and booing and cheering with them based on what the fans are doing. So it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting. And I know that, I mean... It's- especially with baseball being kind of a mess, Major League Baseball, if they don't come back, all eyeballs on the NHL, I mean, they're going to be pretty happy with that, I know. So I, you just said, you know, you've been on these conference calls with the GMs. Obviously, the league wants to come back. They want the, at least the TV revenue coming through. But do you think the players on, are on board with this proposal? I mean, overall, I think the players are on board. I mean, they voted for it in only two teams that two teams that are in the playoffs right. uh, voted against it being Carolina and Tampa. And I think it's one of those things I was actually talking with a buddy about this last night is that every single team probably has players that would be totally for it because they just want to go and play and then have some players that are like, eh, I'm not as comfortable with this. I'm okay with it. And the ones that are absolutely against it. That's why they have the players union to, to make those types of votes. And I'm, I'm glad that we saw two teams not vote for it. And then it wasn't unanimous because it shows there's actual true discussions that are happening amongst the players and that there are legitimate concerns going with whether it's a format, health concern, whatnot, that they are looking into this, and it's going to force the league as well to make sure that everything they're doing, they're doing to where they feel that is the best way possible for the players to be happy, for the owners to be happy, for everybody to be happy, because there's lots of money involved. In right. So it all really comes down to lots of money. Uh, but I do like that it wasn't a unanimous vote from the NHLPA because it shows that they are expressing their concerns with the format, and especially because it came from two teams that are in uh, in Tampa being a top four team, uh, being in like that as well. So that, that's why I do like that because there are concerns. There's health concerns. It's not even survivors concerns. It's that a lot of these players haven't been able to even touch the ice right. in two and a half months. And in the normal off season, they can skate when they want to skate as well as the off ice workouts here. It's just off ice only maybe rollerblading and doing some inline, but that does not match the same thing as being on the ice. So the training camps be very important because you have to get these players and their muscles and their bodies up to par to go and play a very competitive, hard hitting, fast paced sport, or else you're going to have more injuries that could affect next season. That's the last thing you want to happen, whether you're a GM or a player or a coach is to affect the next season with an injury that could have been avoided. Exactly. And there's no way to replicate getting just checked into the board. Uh, Justin, thanks a lot, man. Hopefully next time we talk, we're breaking down some playoff hockey. Absolutely, yeah. Happy to do Thank you very much. That's Justin Bradford again, author, 
making a Smashville penalty box radio. You can find him on Twitter as well. He's all over the place covering the NHL. He joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. For 80-plus years, they've been getting it done. Call them at 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 